0: Hello.
1: All right, I'm ready. Odd bot out.
2: Odd bot out. Yes. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are we've got a special guest star on the the Rescue Bots episode, not on the podcast. No.
1: I mean, I guess we could have, like, special guest star Peter Cullen, except I don't think we can book Peter Cullen.
0: Uh, no. We could no. try. Well, considering, considering the last few cartoons haven't booked Peter Cullen, <laughs> y- yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, that means he might appreciate being booked for something.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, we can get non-union Peter Cullen, which is me doing a fake de-force.
0: <laughs> well, that's about what the last cartoons were. Yeah, pretty much. What did Netflix or is the Cyberverse still. Cyberverse is done, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there are a couple Cyberverse movies coming out. What? They they
1: randomly pulled a fourth season of Cyberverse out of nowhere. What?
0: Since when does a normal Transformers cartoon get a fourth season, let alone why is it Cyberverse? I
1: guess since it's like 10 minute episodes.
2: Rescue Bots got a fourth season.
1: Yeah. Rescue Bots was special.
0: Well, yeah, Rescue Bunch Rescue is special. It's different. I'll allow that. I'm complaining about Cyberverse. Yes.
1: I mean, I guess it's probably the 10-minute episodes making production quickly. Also, maybe That's given true. the way that the first three seasons were paced, like, they didn't actually know that they were out of seasons yet, so they just kept
0: going. Yeah, because the first season sounds like it... it- Was, like, treading water? Well,
1: the first season was paced fine. The second and third seasons didn't seem... You know how we always have on on this show when we are dealing with normal seasons, with normal story editors and normal productions? You'll have, Uh like, the point in the middle of the season (laughs) when there's some kind of big... Uh, meta plot event and you have like maybe a multi-parter in the middle of the season and yeah. just those moments and those arcs were just like all over the place. Oh. Like the second, e- the second season really didn't end until a couple episodes into season three.
0: As far as like the... Not a great time.
1: Weird? <laughs>
0: I mean, sometimes that can work for some shows, but like live-action shows, not cartoons.
1: And the end of this third season absolutely felt like they didn't realize it was ending until they were in the middle of producing the last two episodes.
0: Like oh, we, weird. we gotta
1: we mm. gotta wrap some things up. Let's weird pacing. Yeah, the the meta pacing of Cyberverse seasons two and especially three was just all over the place. So
0: Well, I'll discover that years in the future.
1: Yes, I guess we'll see how that goes with season 4. I don't know. In the world
2: of tomorrow. I'm not
1: going to be bored at work quite as much post-pandemic. So so we'll see how <laughs> how well I can keep up with that. So anyway, this series which is very good at at oh, yes. like meta season pacing.
0: Yes, Rescue Bots. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, and we are we are now dealing with the distant past of July 12th, 2014, when this episode first aired. Ooh. Uh written by the late Dean Stefan, who is a big animation writer. This is his fourth episode of Rescue Bots, previously last seen in One for the Ages, the one in which Cody becomes a dude.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah. I remember that.
2: And prior to that, he also did the one with the robot baby.
1: Oh no. <laughs> That was fun. Uh
2: and we saw him uh he did the he did the episode of uh Robots in disguise that debuted uh Springload. Oh. Uh Deranged Treasure Hunting Frog. Yes. Oh, that was a great episode.
1: That was a good one.
2: And uh, so we open. Not only are we aware that this is a special guest star episode, but the rescue bots are, and Blades especially is extremely excited that Bumblebee is coming back.
0: So, so exceedingly excited. excited!
2: It's so cute and because he is his BFF, his bot friend forever.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, it's adorable! It's really adorable. He's just like putting up banners, and yeah, he's very excited.
2: He's got balloons, he's, he's got like a whole schedule of activities planned.
0: Yes, a they, very busy, like a week's full of scheduling. <laughs> yes. I, I, I still can't get over that one enunciation. It's one of the few things where you could tell, oh, Rob's Canadian. Because <laughs> it, it, it doesn't sound right.
1: There's also the, uh, the fondness for Rush.
0: Well, yes. Well, that's not just Canadian, that... Although it, that's more Canadian, or it says you're from a certain time and place in America.
1: The arcade in 1984.
0: Auto truckers, or uh, yeah, arcades do. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so uh, and of course, Heatway very sensibly says, uh, you know. Maybe off, you know. Office Prime said he's coming here. Maybe he's coming here for you know a mission.
1: Yeah, he's like he's he's probably going to have stuff to do. Warrior scouts don't take vacations. Yeah, but no, Blades is all like he's got a schedule planned. He's got all these activities. It's really adorable. He's
2: so So
0: many activities. (laughs) So
1: many activities.
0: Actually, Warrior Scouts Vacation sounds like a good episode title.
2: So, you know, everybody's helping him get ready. Uh, Cody is heading out. And so Danny says, hey, uh, you know, while you're heading out, can you mail this for me?
1: <gasps> a plot. A plot, yep. a plot complication.
2: Physical mail. But, but, as soon, but as soon as he gets out, uh, he runs into Frankie. Who has her dad's latest invention, ski sneakers.
1: I will that? say that's pretty hmm. bad, but it still doesn't top the Tornadon't.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's almost a great name, but it's not quite, it's not, but it's not too dumb either. It just needed one more pass. Yeah.
1: Yeah. tornado And they
0: are like
2: shoes that allow you to water, to, to skate along the water. Uh, You could uh, you could call them Jesus shoes if you were in the sacrilegious kind of mood.
1: I do wonder if they also function as like downhill skiing skis, or if they're just only useful in the water.
2: I don't think that snow would be like liquid enough. Yeah,
0: because it it, like it pumps in the water and pushes it out behind them, which sounds like a squid. Except like they're also like skating backwards when they get on the water. It's like that's not how the I mean I guess they have like a
2: reverse where it can go in the outdoor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to speak. I could see that. Anyway, so they uh so they get so they head out and they and of course Cody totally forgets to mail whatever this is.
1: I do like that they, they have a lingering shot on the mailbox.
2: <laughs> dun 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 <laughs> oh,
1: I mean it's State paperwork So I can definitely see it Actually being something that you have to Physically deal with
2: Yes
0: yes. This was like almost a decade ago When you could rely on the postal service Getting things there faster Admittedly there are lots of complicated reasons why it's slower now But uh
1: Also Danny maybe Should have not waited until the last minute To send out this paperwork
0: Yeah it, it sounded like She was shipping it out that week it's like no? No 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 not this for This isn't
1: like three weeks later they realize that Cody forgot to mail this. It it was mm. last minute.
2: So so they get out there and of course Heat Wave comes as well because hey, he would like to remind you that uh hey, uh I uh He has a boat mode I now. turn into a boat now. <laughs> I
0: have a new toy. It's aquatic.
1: So in between we did like an episode of Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod and some other stuff, and I had totally forgotten that he's got a boat mode now, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep. our, our recording schedule lately has been a little bumpy. We're out of order.
1: So, hey, surprise! Remember, he's got a boat mode.
0: Yep.
2: So, uh, so we head out. We're also, uh, we're hanging out, uh, testing these out. There's the, uh, the Green Family Floating Lab,
0: very important. Oh. Which has a name. What the hell was it?
2: Oh. Let's see. What have we got here? It is the. I think it's just the floating lab.
0: What? I thought. Oh, maybe. You
2: made me think of the uh, mayor's yacht, the floating Xanadu. <laughs> yeah, there's the floating
0: Xanadu, and, the, and there's the. The, the, the Darby yeah, the Ava. The Darby Ava. I, I thought the, the floating lab had a name, too. Uh, I guess not. I uh,
2: it's not on a wiki. Hmm.
0: Which means it doesn't
2: exist. Yes. <laughs> or, well, I mean the the it has a it has a page on the wiki. It just does not have a name on that page. It's just the floating lab. Right.
0: Yeah. If it had a name, I assume it would be on the wiki. Yes. Possibly cited wrong, as we have discovered in one previous episode. <laughs> yes. But it would be cataloged somewhere. Yes. If it had to be,
1: someone would have had a little light bulb go off over their head and gone and. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it, it,
0: it's, it's not like the G.I. Joe wiki where um, Snake Eyes 2, the Snake Eyes that's a teen girl that at one point has the ghost of Snake Eyes inside her, does not have a page on the the G.I. Joe wiki at all. Well, that's G.I. Joe for you. Yeah. yeah. And yet, yeah, she's getting a, a new Shojo figure, <laughs> which is what made me go looking for her wiki page to begin with.
1: See, first, people would have to care about G.I. Joe. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the problem is that they care about the wrong parts of G.I. Joe. They care about parts of... Like, the issues she's in are on the wiki, uh-huh. just not a page for her. Ha. huh Which... ah. Which, uh, the... Uh, the If only we were bored enough to update the Joe wiki.
1: I am not.
0: (laughs) There's other stuff
1: I I can do I am not so bored.
0: No. Yeah, no, no. I got the Transformers wiki. I could go update Power Rangers wikis or...
1: So many more things to do with my life.
0: Yeah. Anyway, mostly I was looking up just to prove that, yes, she did have the ghost of Snake eyes inside her at one point. Yes. Which I can always sure prove he's... by lo- looking up the the issue synopsis.
1: Realistic military drama here. About ninjas. Yep. Hey,
2: it's, it's Larry Ham it's Larry Hallma, boy. Baby. Larry Larry Hallman knew how to make
0: it interesting.
1: Yeah. By making it about ninjas.
2: That's right. And I'm, he's also the guy behind Girl Snake Eyes.
0: Oh. Oh, we did do. It. Oh.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
2: So you know, you know, if, if anybody says you know this is not true to the spirit of the original GI Joe, you know, will tell that to Larry Hammond. He'll probably be uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right,
1: right. he probably will.
2: Anyway, so they are out here, and then in out of nowhere comes a giant rogue wave.
0: <gasps> Tidal wave. It's so a real Poseidon Tidal adventure wave. here. I saw Tidal wave.
1: saw a rogue wave in two thousand eight. I did not actually see Rogue Wave, but there was a band called that. Did
0: anyone see Rogue Wave?
1: (laughs) There was a band called that.
2: Oh. Oh, I thought it was like Synthwave, but everybody has like really fake southern accents and uh, they wear gloves all the time.
1: Oh, that would be great. I would love that. I would love that
0: so much.
2: And and of course, they all die like uh, big white streaks in their hair.
0: Oh, wait. There's so many weird crossover music. Is there like cottage wave? There has to
2: be at this point. Or maybe cottage
0: core? I know there's cottage core. I was just like the crossover cottage wave.
2: I mean, I just associate cottage music with like, uh, white people playing yacht rock. (laughs) A lot of hollow notes. No, it's
1: like Taylor Swift's last two albums.
0: Ah, okay. There you
1: go. Now you know what cottage
0: core is. Genre titles mean nothing anymore. (laughs)
2: Anyway, so luckily, uh, Heatwave does indeed turn into a boat now. So, they get away, but the floating lab is pretty much
0: totaled. Hmm. Well, it's still floating, it's just everything on it is kind of wrecked. Yes.
2: So, we get to, uh,
0: finally, finally, B-Day arrives.
1: B-Day. And, uh... He calls it that.
0: That's right, B-Day. Many activities planned... Um, oh, what is it? Um, oh, Rogue
1: Wave had a song on the soundtrack of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty.
0: Oh, that was a movie oh. that existed. Yeah. The, <laughs> not the original, I'm guessing, the remake one.
1: Oh, and, no, and one the, No, one uh, Ben uh, Stiller? Yeah, the remake. Also, the, uh, the Spider-Man 3 soundtrack. Oh,
2: oh the most cursed of all Spider-Man soundtracks. <laughs> oh. Yes. Anyway, so Boulder has uh, he's painted a picture yes. of Bumblebee and Optimus. Oh, that's what he did. Right. And Chase has Chase, written a he
0: Chase has a, vogon poetry. Oh yes. yes. It's However, he
2: has to stop after two verses because he could not you because he requires a rhyme for protocol. <laughs> um nautical? Mm.
1: Mm, not quite.
2: Interstitial. <laughs> You're pushing it. Mm never said i was great at poetry and, and he is again uh yeah you know Bumblebee might just be here like this might be a working vacation guys
1: also boulder and drew I, a picture of bumblebee and optimus yes bumblebee has pre- or, uh, boulder has provided art and chase has provided poetry i love the idea of chase pursuing poetry as a vocation or at least as a hobby <laughs> mm.
2: yes he's 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 real bad at it but but it, well, it does
0: kind Sorry. of work because you could, like, you could imagine IDW Ultra Magnus writing poetry of this caliber. <laughs> yes. And Chase is, like, the kid friendly version of Ultra Magnus.
1: He's trying to be like, uh, he's trying to be like Megatron. Megatron convinces Ultra Magnus to try oh, to yeah. to write poetry. Rogue, Rogue Wave also had a song on the soundtrack of that remake of Carrie from 2013.
0: Oh, I Ooh, forgot I think, about that.
2: Uh, I think Judy Greer's in that.
1: Maybe. Oh. Huh.
2: And, well, it's, it's what's her name? Chloe Grace Moretz, yes. I want to say, is the lead.
1: Yes. I love her. She was in my favorite remake of my favorite Swedish vampire movie.
2: Oh, Let Me In.
1: Yes. Oh. That was directly up my alley.
2: Oh, right. And that's also got Julianne Moore as like Carrie's mother.
0: Ooh.
2: Which I'm, I always like seeing Julianne Moore ham it up.
0: I forget. Was the remake actually supposed to be good at that? I think I heard it was okay. Okay, yeah, it's it's one of those where I heard like I think the original was just better. Like it was okay. Yeah, I think the like I think the, the the
2: cast is fine. Or is but I is you that know, one of the whoever, ones that like
0: is, did it have the same director?
2: No, no, no. I no. It's else? no because the original director was Brian De Palma who oh. I mean he's still around. Uh, looks like it starts with boys don't cry. Yes. Wait, are we
0: talk about different movies.
2: Anyway, uh Oddbot out. So yes. Bumblebee so gets he- there and and he's all uh yeah, no, I'm actually here for like a job. And I pull, pulls out a little holographic recording of Optimus Prime so that everybody doesn't have to translate his beeps and bloops. That's all. Yes. As in every other episode of of Transformers Prime, oh. there is a weird-ass Cybertronian artifact that we just lost somewhere, and so, uh, you guys gotta find it. So
1: I guess that puts this firmly in Season 2 Prime. This is a Season 2 yes. Prime episode.
0: Oh. From a MacGuffin episode, yay! Also,
1: Heatwave is a jerk about how, <laughs> wow, who could have guessed he would have a mission and not have time to <laughs> hang out with you guys all week screw you, Heatwave! Don't be a jerk. Uh, <laughs> and Blades is like, what do you mean there's no time to visit? I planned our week. <laughs> I like his, uh, his banners with the really cute bumblebee faces on them. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely choose to believe that he is repurposing those as like some kind of decoration for his living area after this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. That's like when, uh, like in that episode of Picard, where they, like, go through a bunch of his stuff at the, at the Starfleet Archives, and one of the things is the big sign from Captain Picard Day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yes. What? They saved that from the ship that crashed. Why? Well,
2: well so I, I, I put it on an escape pod. I couldn't bear to part with it. Unfortunately, we lost a couple of ensigns because they didn't fit, <laughs> but it was a small thing to sacrifice. <laughs> <sighs>
1: So yeah, um, I, I do things. uh I do appreciate that this thematically fits directly into a specific part of Transformers Prime. So I guess good yes. good meta writing yeah. there.
0: The ancient alien artifact collection section of yes. the show. And and I like that at one point
2: If
1: only Uncle Woodrow was here. Oh yes.
2: I like at one point, you know, heat waves all, you know, Cybertronian technology is super dangerous, and it also breaks super easily. And Cade's all, uh, uh, maybe you guys should have kept a better track of it then, huh? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Cade. Real helpful.
2: It's like we know. I mean, Cade is kind of right for once.
1: Yeah, but on the other hand, all that stuff got jettisoned in the middle of a war. So, like, screw you, Cade.
0: Like, it was I all like, Jettison, and it all crash landed on Earth. Yeah, how
2: about Jettison? It's like, I don't know, even the moon? Well, Maybe the moon? There are no people there. Jettison
0: all
1: off in the same direction. They tried. They tried their best.
2: How about, how about Mars? Try Mars? No, there are none
0: on Mars. Is there an intergalactic current, like, that, that just goes from Cybertron to Earth?
1: Yes.
2: All All roads lead to Earth.
1: We, Earth is basically Cybertron's version of the uh, Pacific Garbage Patch.
0: Oh, the Sargasso. If the
2: Pacific Pacific Garbage Patch also had, like, the devil living inside
0: it. We don't know it doesn't. I'm sure there's at least, uh, well, no, I don't know if there's any movies that do that, but there's got to be a short story that does that. We don't know that it doesn't.
2: Yeah, so, so yeah, they are all you know, they're all gonna head out to look for it, but there's a problem. Oh oh wait because I
0: gotta punch Satanish by the sea. Sorry. Very nice. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> joke just popped in my head.
2: So, uh yeah, there's a call from the mainland. Danny's helicopter license has expired.
0: Yeah, that's that's a big thing. That's what should have gone in the mail. Yeah, again,
1: you should like not mail that out. You should probably try to mail that out a few weeks in advance. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yes, Cody should have remembered to put it in the mailbox. But also, but it's Daddy not
0: really on have. Cody.
1: Yeah, it's only somewhat on Cody.
2: So, so she is going to ride out in Bumblebee, which means the Blades has now lost all of his friends. Oh, <laughs> huh. And also there is a pretty great bit here where Cody's going to do this balloon drop when uh when Blade says now. Yes. And then is there all about leave Blade's. Going, no, 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 you can't leave yeah. now. And then Cody just drops it for the <laughs> yeah, saddest that, that, balloon that, drop. That was a good little punchline.
1: <laughs> that was a great setup.
2: Yeah. So yeah they there. They're looking for it. Uh Blade's you know, he's flying unoccupied, which is not such a big deal because you can't really see him from yeah. the ground.
1: I guess. I was thinking like, well, okay, so the concern is that Danny can't fly him because if anybody sees her in him and knows that she's not licensed, then that's a problem. But then he's just gonna fly with no one in him, so that's okay. Yeah,
0: but he's up in the air. I mean, they do know, they do know that he's a robot.
1: I guess that's so. It's fair. possible
2: they he's just they just know he's in like autopilot.
1: Also, yeah,
0: they're wibbly wobbly on the the. Do they need someone at the seat when they're driving around?
1: I could also see that everyone's being too polite to point out that Chase would absolutely not allow it. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> they, and they they don't want oh, yeah, there to. Is that. Uh, they don't want to give him an excuse to get freaked out about things. Poor Chase.
2: <laughs> okay, so, yeah, uh, so Chase is trying to, you know, sort of butt into all the conversations, and it's not going so well. Or Blades is. He's just, uh, yes, Blades. He's He's a real sad boy in this episode.
1: He is. It's too sad. Well, he's I a sad boy
0: it. in pretty much every episode that focuses on him.
1: That's what he does best.
0: Like, he's an adorable little cinnamon roll who gets sad at some point. He's
1: the best cinnamon roll.
0: It's just that it's more so in this episode, because the bot he looks up to and and his partner are are cheating on him. Oh, no. And and then, all of a sudden, whale attack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The, a right whale becomes a wrong whale and jumps up on the ferry. Um, well. Yes,
1: I choose to believe that this is the uh, aligned universe version of Wreckers' tidal wave. <laughs> <laughs> Who is a whale? Well, there was
0: a tidal wave earlier in the episode, so yeah. ah.
1: <gasps> it's appropriate—a wave of peril.
2: So, yeah, they have. So, obviously, uh, Blades and Heatwave are the ones who deal with this because they're the ones who can get out there. Uh.
1: Because Heatwave is a boat.
2: And then, you know, Blades is even more upset here because now he, you know, now they're all going to go hang out at the, uh, at the firehouse and he has to go save these dumb ferry passengers. Aww. And uh, then we're we're back checking in with doc Green, and he's uh, wondering what's going on with these unusual sea happenings,
1: also, it's very convenient how heat waves boat mode is coming in handy, in handy this week,
2: yes, I mean, I guess they are on an island, so it does follow that there would be
1: yeah, I suppose it the, should actually it, it was honestly about time someone got a boat mode,
0: yeah, yes. I mean I mean. Having a boat boat in this show makes more sense than pretty much any other show because this, the recurring location is surrounded by water. I mean, well, I guess... And not Nevada. Yes. I guess some of the anime ones took place in Japan and a lot, and uh, there's water everywhere. So. That's true.
2: Uh, you know, it, it's not exactly, um, we have to find something for Aquaman to do in every uh, Super Friends episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. no, But, but it so makes good. sense that uh, Skybite is around, although Skybite flies, so that's yeah, not I, I can't remember if he ever actually,
2: he, I guess he swims a little on that show, but not as much as you might think.
1: He mostly just swims through the air.
2: For reasons. So yeah, we're, we're looking over these weird sea happenings, and uh, Cody does remember that uh, Madeline Pinch... Uh, w- applied for and was turned down, turned down for, for what? undersea drilling permit. What was the reason? So everybody's getting turned down for permits this uh uh this week. Just the, 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 the par-
1: real villain is regulations.
2: That's
0: Don't right. Don't tell Chase. Well, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't tell Chase though. He he will be very sad.
2: Yes, this is uh, probably some sort of uh evil uh evil function that she was trying to do this for.
1: Yes. Abs- or I mean, it could have just been a profit reason that which she does end up yes. doing anyway,
0: which is what causes the problem in the episode.
2: Yes,
1: I mean, although yeah, she herself say that, does not actually appear, I would say that profit with no regard for safety or any other concerns is evil. But that's just me being a socialist.
2: Mm-hmm. And so we uh, we head back to the uh, the firehouse after these people are saved and. Uh, and, of course, during this rescue, Kate is not 100% sure how whales work. Well, no. So, <laughs> like, you know, don't worry, people. I don't think the whale's going
0: to eat you. Probably. <laughs> well, some species he of is... whale do, but not not a right whale. Not this one. No. He's like,
1: he he's not sure if this is the kind of whale that eats people or not. You would think he might keep up on that, but I, I guess, like, yeah. local wildlife is not his preferred field of study.
2: He has gone whale watching, but it was definitely on a date and he was not paying attention to the whales.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
2: So yeah, we uh they get back to the uh the firehouse and it turns out the they just have like a big Hot Wheels course in their backyard.
0: What yeah, the hell? Where did why this be? Did we see from? that before? Did they just build that? What? It's, well we know Boulder built it. It's got a loop. I don't... Did Boulder just I don't remember that happening in first season. I mean, I think there might have been a track out back, but it wasn't a three-dimensional Hot Wheels track.
2: No, I I think if this had been orange, they would have been sued by Mattel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's got a loop. That's not a real thing. You can't do that. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) It's not appropriate.
2: And of course, they're all driving around this, you know... Everybody's having a good time, except obviously it's not designed for helicopter racing, so Blades just has to go in and sulk.
1: You know, Bumblebee really should have brought Raph along, and then Raph and Blades could hang out. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty wholesome. I, mean, that's I don't know, how... and Raph would just teach Blades how to hack into defense department computers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not, not that wholesome. Hello,
2: Blades, would you like to play a game? <laughs>
1: Yes <laughs> A game I love games
2: <laughs> Oh the uh war games with I guess uh Agent Fowler as the in the Dabney Coleman role <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes
2: <laughs> Or I guess that kind of heavy set military guy who's in everything who's also in that movie.
1: Glenn <laughs> No,
2: No no it's it's like an older guy. Oh okay. Because, this, you know, this is from War Games.
0: Well, yeah. Right.
1: I seen it Might yet. predate oh. Glenn Moore Shower being the military guy and everything. It does, because I saw
2: him in something fairly recently, and he was super young, and it was weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I saw him
2: on an episode of Next Generation, where he's very young.
1: Ooh. Oh. Yeah. And so very he... redheaded. Yikes. So yeah, he would have been way too young to be the military guy in War Games. Yes,
2: yeah.
0: Michael yeah, was, Madsen was in War Games. The yeah, hell? he's like one of the guys who has to turn the keys. Oh, Eddie Deason. I I don't remember shit about that movie. He either. has one scene. He's like the like he's he's the once he when Matthew
2: Broderick first hacks into the thing, he goes to see a couple of nerds he knows, and one of them is Eddie Deason. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. Anyway, so uh, fuck Eddie Deason. So he uh, he goes in, inside the sulk, and hey, Optimus Prime is there.
1: <gasps> oh. I think that Optimus is just going to do this whole next part just to make Blades feel better about himself because he was. Yeah, sad. No, we
2: have we have a a special mission. Blades Rest for you. That's right. You are you are not a total loser, and you do not <laughs> smell like feet. <laughs> So he is, he's just dangling from a hook from blades as they fly out to to sea.
1: Speaking of like, really, I mean, I guess, again, people know that there are these robots. So just because there's a new different robot, they're not necessarily all going to be like, oh my God, Hmm. And he's red. So maybe they could just think he's heatwave. Anyway, what I'm saying is it's very conspicuous.
2: And also, this just kind of reminded me of the time in *Revenge of the Fallen* when a couple of helicopters are just lugging Optimus Prime's corpse around.
1: Uh. I don't want to think about *Revenge of the Fallen*.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that it, in the new movie. I hope they do that with Optimus Primal if he's in the movie. Do we have any idea what the hell beasts are in the movie? Do you well, know? Optimus,
2: Pr- Optimus Primal's Air Razors in it.
0: Oh. Weird. I want to say Cheetor's in it, but I can't recall. I mean, probably Cheetor, yeah. yeah. If you're pulling any Beast Wars characters, you're definitely going to grab Cheetor. Yeah.
1: Everybody loves Cheetor.
0: <laughs> oh, oh! what if they have movie Dinobot and he's in like five minutes of scenes and he sacrifices himself?
2: <laughs> oh, no. Some, like, they're, Kingdom. They're, they're just reducing his, his character arc shorter and shorter until he will <laughs> sacrifice himself. Literally one nanosecond after being
0: introduced. (laughs) Yeah, he'll he'll sacrifice himself in a toy commercial.
1: (laughs) Like, in the process of introducing himself is is him
0: sacrificing himself. Like, as soon as he shows up. Oh, he'll be a got to spoon! (laughs) (laughs) No, computer, I don't want to restart now. What the fuck?
1: What do you mean? You definitely want to restart. You always want to restart... With little to no notice, constantly. I hate windows.
0: I just did it like three or four days ago. Why do you want to do it Too again? Too
1: bad! Time to restart again.
0: No, time Any- to push the schedule back a, mo- a week. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh...
2: The, uh... So, while this is going on, a giant sinkhole opens up in, uh... In the race course, and Chase almost plummets into the center of the earth.
1: Also, <laughs> how is Boulder keeping up with them in this race? Because Boulder is absolutely participating. How does Boulder do the loop-de-loop? Like,
2: Boulder can always keep up with them. Try not to think about it too hard.
0: I will so, yeah, try not right. to think He's about that. surprisingly fast for a bulldozer, but still, like, how how? It's
1: not how, how? anything works, and it upsets me.
2: I mean it's it, you know it's like those episodes of G1 where you have you know uh, like Warpath and uh Mirage keeping pace with each other even though one is a tank and the other one is literally a race car.
1: There was yeah. one one of these moments like my sister walking in in the last couple minutes of the low road. There's sometime when when uh, someone walked in on me watching uh The Gambler. Uh and at the end of the episode they all do a, a transform and roll out, and Perceptor's there. And my friend was like, so how's Perceptor going to... And then Perceptor turns into a car-sized microscope and proceeds to drive off with the rest of them, and he was so <laughs> mad.
0: Well, technically the toy has wheels and tank treads, but yes, yeah. Yes, the,
1: the toy absolutely can do that, but it doesn't seem like a thing that <laughs> Perceptor should not be able to roll out. He's a
2: microscope. (laughs) So Chase hauls in, uh, or sorry, Heatwave hauls in Chase with his hose and says, oh, I guess uh, fishing was useful after all. Hmm. Chase says, oh, please do not throw me back. (laughs) Alright, so we, so finally, we actually find out what this artifact is, and it is a doodad that liquefies all solid matter.
0: Which, so, okay, that's does it turn more it,
1: useful than a lot of the weird things. Does it turn it to a liquid version of that matter, or does it turn it to water?
0: It appears to just be water. But the, it re-solidifies, so maybe not?
2: I mean, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. Because, one, you know, surprise, they do fix this, and once they do, it's it's all, yeah, it'll be fine in a couple of days. <laughs> oh. Like uh, that's not how liquid works. It doesn't just stick around. There is melted uh, rock all over the place.
1: Yeah, and so does it. Like, does it just melt the rock at room temperature? Because that's a fairly. This is like this is shockwave's
0: fault. Shockwave well, made this. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yes, it's definitely a weapon, but it, it does seem to like turn the island or parts of the island into quicksand. Because there specifically is quicksand. Well, I guess quicksand is like sand mixed with water,
2: so I guess that kind of makes sense.
1: It is real unclear on the part where the ground is not, you know, the ground is not solid. It does really seem like mud
0: versus,
1: like, liquefied rock.
0: Mm. But there's a chunk underwater that we see where it's cut, like, a giant chunk out of the island itself. Turning it to liquid and, uh, yeah, that'll fix itself. Mm. Sure, Optimus?
1: <laughs> I definitely blame Shockwave for this.
0: Yeah, and, then, anyway, and of course,
2: uh, you know, Pri- Prime is all, you know, Blades, I'm very grateful that you were able to assist me. And, you know, we, Blades, a little starter, you know, Optimus, you know, I was not going to help you. You're bigger than Elvis. <laughs> and, uh, Prime. <laughs> I have not met this Elvis, and I am unaware of his size. Guess
0: what? What size class is Elvis?
2: Well, now it's just making me think of that old SNL bit with uh, Nicolas Cage's tiny Elvis. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> okay. I don't remember that one. It,
2: I, it's Nicholas Cage doing a fantastic Elvis impression, and he's just like the size of an action figure.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he's been like, Elvis but- in at least one movie, or... There's A guy dressed as Elvis with at least one move. He's like, whoa, baby, that
2: that table is huge. It sure, <laughs> sure is, Tiny E.
0: <laughs> Tiny Elvis.
2: Anyway, it well, just so makes turns me out- want to
0: see Big E dressed as Elvis. Oh,
2: So it turns That's out that wrestler. this thing is indeed uh, right next to the pinch illegal oil rig...
0: Yeah, well, no, it's a C-Lab. Perfect for the year 2021.
2: If you're looking for me. Which I'm
0: surprised is you like check I need to watch that. the C. I haven't watched C-Lab 2021 in 2021 and uh, me. Underneath need to do that. the sea, Or wait, how much is the DVD cost? <laughs> on the bottom of the. Where's it streaming TV. anywhere? It's got to be streaming somewhere. It's
2: my, it might be on HBO Max. I know a lot of Adult Swim oh. stuff is there. Mm. Anyway, right, you I don't know, you know, just you just, HBO HBO just crack open a a
0: cool bebop cola and uh, and enjoy that. Oh, it looks Adult Swim might have it up itself. Oh, mm. okay. So, also, uh,
1: Optimus brought Blades out here to moralize at him because he, you know, tells him about how, like, teammates work together and shouldn't be jealous. Blades is like, okay, fine.
2: (laughs) Blades, Uh, you must stop being a petty bitch.
0: (laughs) Basically. Oh, hey, all four seasons for 50 bucks. Mm. Nice.
2: And meanwhile, yeah, everybody is, you know... Rescuing the citizens of, uh, Griffin Rock from their rapidly collapsing island. And Danny does indeed end up sinking in quicksand.
1: Chase is, uh, Chase is directing traffic and alerting drivers that all lanes are temporarily carpools.
2: Oh, boo. <laughs> Which
0: pretty great. Yeah, but no.
1: Seriously though, like on Cybertron, did this turn things into liquid metal, or did it turn them into water? And did they know what water was? And
0: well, the there with- is
2: sometimes water on Cybertron. and There's sometimes kind of
0: not. That's right. And sometimes water is an unheard of myth that is used to kill alien parasites. Did water? Yes.
1: Did water work against the scraplets in Prime? I forget now.
0: No, it was cold.
1: Oh, it- that's right. Because they sent them all to the Arctic.
0: Yes. It was a temperature thing which made more sense, but also less...
1: That was the thing with G1, was that the scraplets could only be stopped by some rare mythical thing that didn't even exist on Cybertron, and then it turned out to be water.
0: Like, okay, that's... An inventive twist that something that's all over Earth is the thing that kills them. But it's also dumb uh, like signs because water is one of the most common, like, compound things in the entire fucking universe.
1: Yeah, but Cybertron is special. Cybertron is made of metal, and metal isn't
0: real. Cybertron (laughs) doesn't have water, except when it does, because it has lots of aquatic things. Like, where the fuck are the Sharktacons? They're not swimming in the sea of rust.
1: And you know that metal isn't, well, shecticons are on Quintessa. Jeez. <laughs> That's a different are, uh, planet entirely.
0: Seacons. Seacons, oh, I meant.
1: They're oh. on Earth. Bob Bodiansky drew them. But, uh, <laughs> well, now I lost uh-huh. my train of thought about scraplets.
0: That's what I oh, well. Yeah,
2: yeah scraplets. So, yeah, Blade, you know, Blades heads back to, uh, you know, uh, Prime, you know, unleashes the power of the Matrix to uh, turn this thing off. Sadly, the touch does not play.
0: <laughs> it's weird that he has Alas. to, like, open his chest to shoot a beam at it to shut it off.
2: And now, light our darkest hour. Thing turns off.
1: <laughs> click. It just turns off with an audible click.
2: I mean, that does sound like the kind of thing Shockwave would invent.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it definitely, like, he was he was that level of just like Evil Wheeljack. <laughs> Maybe Wheeljack did it. That seems like a Wheeljack kind of thing. Oh, okay. So
2: remember this is the Wheeljack who's like a like a badass sword guy.
1: Oh, that's right. Whoever okay. is like G1 Wheeljack except in the Prime universe.
2: I
0: don't know. Oh uh, yeah, is there is there a science guy in this continuity for the Autobots?
2: Uh Ratchet. He's is really the, the closest, closest, I guess.
0: I wouldn't well he, okay, he does help them with their science projects. Oh, mm-hmm. and it I guess we know that there's weapons. an
2: Autobot Science Council because that uh weird head transplanting Decepticon from the first season of robots in disguise was kicked off it for doing like <laughs> hideous
0: experiments. Oh right. Yeah, there's probably one that shows up in uh robots in disguise. Uh,
1: That's sad. I'm I'm actually I mean considering that one of my favorite G1 characters. Like I really like all the the Autobot science guys in G1. Of course, especially Perceptor because he's just especially adorable about it. But just <laughs> Now it makes me really sad that that's not like a character archetype we really see anymore yeah, especially I mean, Ratchet, since like
0: five guys in G one
1: I mean Ratchet was making weird stuff and like the glowing green stuff but mm. other than that and that could really fall under medical science because it was you know a sort of bio cybernetic thing.
2: I mean, he was being, he was basically just being, you know, Herbert West reanimator who was a medical student.
1: Well, yes. Yeah. So that, yeah, that does count as medical science versus like weapons science or physics or engineering. Uh, so yeah, man, now I'm sad that we don't get that archetype except for like that one guy in one of the movies who I'm pretty sure got his head blown off in the same movie.
2: Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, voiced, oh, by, uh, voiced by George Coe. Um, mm-hmm. Archer, Archer's Butler Woodhouse.
0: Oh, that's cool. Oh, I, are we getting Wheeljack in the next movie? I think, I think we are. Then maybe. again, names change in Who the Hell Knows. Yeah. Yeah. We're anyway, so... Cue from that one movie that Jen was talking about. His head blown off. I think was originally supposed to be Wheeljack and then wasn't...
2: Yes.
1: Only in spirit.
2: Hmm. So anyway, yeah. The uh, uh, so you so saw that they uh, they head off. Uh, you know, this thing is now fixed, and it will apparently repair itself in, over the next week or so. Question mark, but okay.
0: <laughs> but in the meantime, we have to still deal with quicksand. How does it work?
1: Hand wavy science stuff.
0: Like, and, this, kind of, this operates more like movie quicksand than actual quicksand? Yes.
2: And then Bumblebee has to do some quick thinking and save Danny. Yes. From, Which he uh, does. In his quicksand.
1: Because yes. Blades is he's coming, he's hurrying, but Danny's sinking fast, and Blades says something about. It, it being a shame that Bumblebee can't do air rescues and then Bumblebee then does. takes a clothesline and throws it over a, a branch and it falls down to her and she grabs it and he pulls her out and then she like slides down it and it's, it's very clever. Uh, and then when Blades shows up, he's a very good boy and he's not upset by this. He's just thankful that Bumblebee saved his friend because there's no room for jealousy on a team. <laughs> There's no room for jealousy in a polycule. (laughs) Yes. And I'm,
2: yeah,
1: (laughs) I'm calling it what it is now.
2: (laughs) And so, yeah, everybody's happy. Bumblebee is going to return back to his show, his own show. And uh, he will be back.
1: Got more artifacts to find over there.
2: And he will be back, I think. um, This might be the last time we see Bumblebee classic. Hmm. But we, he is definitely going to come back, uh, circa robots in disguise when he can, you know,
0: talk.
1: When he yes. can talk! Yay!
0: Let me see here. Hey, Bumblebee gets a voice actor. Yes, he
2: will, he will return much later in, uh, uh, season four.
0: Okay.
1: Wow. So we've got a ways to go.
2: Yes. Oh, right. Oh. All right, so uh, you know it, it, it's a it's a fun enough episode. I I enjoy Blades as always, yeah. and uh, he is especially he's especially adorable in this one because he is extremely sad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's such a good boy. He's so excited for Bumblebee to come visit. He thinks that they're just going to hang out and have a vacation.
2: And they are in fact not going to do that.
1: No. And Heatwave is a jerk about it. So yes,
0: fun episode.
2: Hmm. All right. So I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner.
0: Yes, this week on Go Sentai Die T- Ranger: T- The Great Secret Art of the Tiger Cub.
1: Uh, tiger Cub.
0: Uh, yes.
1: Time for Tiger King.
0: T- uh. Well. The, the giant robot that the white tiger Zord turns into is called, what was it, um, Kiba Dayo, which I think means Fang Big King. It's like, it, it's not, thankfully not Tora Dayo, which would be Tiger King, basically. Anyway, uh, um, the, the opening spoils what the robot's gonna look like and all the combination modes. <laughs> Like they just stick them in there. It's like, oh, guys, could you be a little subtle about that? Anyway, um, remember, at the end of the last episode, the uh, Gorma tribe trio were trying to kill the Red Ranger, and the other rangers showed up. and They do manage to rescue him. of course. After uh, the, the Gorma guys, they use wind, lightning, and fire as if they were the bad guys from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that was... Wind, lightning, and thunder? I believe so. Something like that. Which, I finally realized, oh, I don't own that. So I bought the blue this week. How is
1: thunder different from
0: lightning as a power? Well, one guy shoots lightning and, and the other guy swells up.
1: Mm-hmm. And then explodes. Yes.
0: Sure. Okay. He gets so mad, he swells up at the end and explodes. Anyway, uh the the rangers get the red ranger free and then they rush off to witness help the birth of the white tiger zord by being there holding the little shiny balls up in the air and uh, awaken the thing it, it, the giant robot hatches oh um co the white ranger kid is drugged to the site by his talking sword, flies in the air and carries him off. Also, here sure. okay. the birth. And then there's a cutaway to some, like, n- nerd dressed as a fisherman putting his four turtles in a river. And they all have names, they're not named after Ninja Turtles. Sure, they aren't. Like candy and something. For some reason, it cuts away to this turtle guy who is also there at the start of the birth of the robot, but then gets scared away by the talking sword. Mm -hmm. Wow, I wonder if the turtle guy will be just a one-off gag or if he will come back. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. I've seen enough Sentai. I know shit's going on. Anyway. Um... Where the hell? Oh, the the Zord gets born and it's like a newborn kitten. Like it can't walk at first. But then it starts (coughs) running. Running so fast it flips over and falls on its back. And they comment on, oh, it's just a baby kitty. It's what it's acting like. And then uh, the White Ranger takes control of it and runs off to fight the giant ring lady monster who's giant now. Of course. So he has a fight with dad. He change, transforms into the robot mode of the tiger because it has a robot mode like the red dragon zord does. But then the, the ring lady summons ghosts of her sisters that kick, and all three of them kick the ass of the tiger zord. So uh, Ko gets knocked out of the robot and has an encounter with Akamaru, the little evil kid with the buttons, who it turns out. I don't know if it's that he did it or somebody did it. Six years ago, Ko's mom was put in chains and is in a shrine on an island. And, and Akamaru has been watching her there, and uh, keeping her prisoner. So, what the fuck? Like, the, the the kid who's been worried about where his mom is, the reason his mom is missing... And Akamaru has been tormenting about it is because Akamaru has been holding her hostage. Hmm. What? Ew. No. <laughs> anyway, so the, uh, the two kids confront each other again, and Akamaru reveals from his little rickshaw, Hey, I got your mom here. And Ko's, of course, naturally angry, and I want my mom back. Got your mom. It's got like your, got yes. your nose. But yes. Like, and then he says, mom. You, want, you want your mom back, you have to join the bad guys. And Ko's like, no, fuck, I'm going to try and get her out of here and run away. You brought her here. (laughs) To which Akamaru responds, okay, you want to play that way? Use his magic. Yeets his mom up into the sky. She flies away, never to be seen again in this episode. (sighs) And and, and then we go back to Zord fights. Like uh, the Red Dragon Zord transforms into robot mode. Rides on the White Tiger, attacks the ring ladies. Then the White Tiger Zord combines with the other four Zords, but not the Red Dragon Zord, because it's not used in this Gatai. And, and then is born Kiba Dio, the big new toy to sell, halfway through the show. And then they, of course, beat up the monsters, or sent to hell. Yay! The the new giant robot shakes hands with the red dragonzord robot. Yay. I love Yay. when robots just shake hands.
1: Just, that seems like it takes, like, a lot of coordination on the part of the pilots.
0: It, it 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 does, but you love to see it everywhere. I mean, Transformers has done it in art anyway. I don't know if it's ever actually happened in the cartoon. We're like, Optimus Prime shaking hands with Rodimus Prime shit. Anyway, Coe's of course, sad because he finally met his mother again, but she flew into the sky, far away. He may never see her again. Oh, and I forgot to mention, uh, during the fight with the the giant things, the giant ring lady and the necklace and whatever the other one was, rocks fall, Akomaru dies. Oh, no! no, The the monsters he was in charge of end up causing rocks to fall on him. Like, at first I thought, oh, he's just going to be trapped. And, and separated from Co, because they were fighting at that point, like little kids fighting, always fun. But no, he's crushed under the rocks and dies. I think, <laughs> like dead, dead. Like he's he's saying last words to Co. Like you never see your mother again. Ah, ah uh. <laughs> Wow, that's like he has uh, dying words crushed under rocks. Like like okay, I I mean. I'll give it to you for killing children. That that's something. I mean, he's an evil child, but still. Uh, yeah, that was, that was an interesting episode. Weird.
1: Yeah, that's wild. I mean,
0: it's a good introduction to a new Zord, which has been built up for Yay! past three or four episodes, but it, it just escalation, child murder. Okay. <laughs> I, I was surprised mm. by that because I kind of expected him to be a recurring antagonist throughout the rest of the series. Although maybe he's not dead. I don't know. It, it, it see, was maybe he abrupt. comes
1: back. It was like uh, that, that, uh, one of the yacht club guys from Dino The one who <laughs> yeah, occasionally has rocks fall on him
0: and is fine. Almost dies. And, and like even like, uh, uh, Go Go 5, the, the, um couple of the monsters died and were resurrected like they went the brother and sister went to hell to bring back their older brother so maybe that <laughs> kind of shit's going to happen in this yeah go. but it's just weird like we have a child character on the bad guy side he's dead it was just what rocks fall he dies
1: and <laughs> he's so dead the end
0: yes anyway
2: Alright, so that does it for today's episode. We, uh, we'll be back next week with more Rescue Bots or possibly more uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod. Um, I
1: have to figure out our timing.
0: You, I think, wait.
1: Probably more Rescue Bots.
0: I, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the dates. I I think... Yeah, I think it's a Rescue Bots. <laughs> Tentatively, yes, Rescue Bots is next.
2: Okay. But until then, we are all over there. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon.
1: Yes, we are set up on, we're hosted on IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at Patreon.com slash Uh This month, for the spooky month of October, uh, we are going back in time for a spooky thematic cartoon from the 70s. Uh, that is entirely Rob's fault for putting us through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh... I, I will say, I don't know if we want to leave it as, I mean, it won't be too much of a surprise because it's going to be posted in the episode title, uh, but yeah. it is Marvel-related. Mm-hmm. Oh, It is.
2: Uh, technically well, <laughs> loosely marvel related
0: yeah well there's a st- it, it might be a long episode cuz there's a lot to explain
1: <laughs> i mean there's not that much to explain it's coming in- a little
0: late in the month but it it will be appropriate for halloween and it it'll will be, yeah, be for halloween it'll be a good halloween episode oh wait no i just remembered, no um rescue bots isn't next week because we recorded a special halloween episode
2: Okay. Right. Ooh. Yes. So uh in, in which we, we will invite you to our house.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I need to watch that and then listen to the episode. It is, it is a
2: wild movie. You will not be disappointed.
1: You guys recorded it while I was having one of my many kitten-related misadventures.
0: Yes, it's another episode of uh, Rob watches a thing, and Dave really wants to talk about it because, oh my God, Rob wa- finally watched one of my favorite movies, House from 1977 from Japan. Hmm.
1: It's probably better than making him watch uh, the fourth Evangelion movie without having watched any prior Evangelion. Yeah. I mean,
0: the thing is, this kind of
2: makes you feel like you definitely missed something, but you did not miss something.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it's it's very... I highly recommend it. Go watch it if you're old enough because there's some nudity in the movie.
1: I mean, the third and fourth, especially the fourth Evangelion movies are yeah,
0: some kind of too.
1: like that. Like, is that the moon and why is it like that? Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Fun
2: stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, next week our Halloween episode, then I guess Dino Xenon rescue. Uh, you'll find out before we kittens. do That's right. That's right. That,
1: there's gonna be so many kittens. I've got kittens running around right now.
0: Cause my oh, boys.
1: So many black kittens. Happy Halloween! Oh my god, that litter. <laughs> the four black ones in one, like, lilac point. Oh my god. They're gonna be here forever, but I love them.
2: <laughs> Alright, so until next time. I'm Rob.
0: I'm Jen. Happy Spooktober! I'm David. Ooh.